Auto sequence start in five, four, three, two, one. Christmas, one and all. Welcome, my fellow Christmas lovers, e. holiday hooligans, to another installment of Canned Conversation. This being the Christmas episode. Nice. My name is Andrew, and as always, with me is my good friend Stephen. How are you doing? I'm. <laughs> I'm good. The old holiday intro throws me, but yeah, I'm good. All, all is well. All is well. You're like, wait a minute. That's that. That's not that normal. No. Yeah, threw me off. But so this is Christmas. Welcome. So it is to the end of the year, the holiday season, the season of giving, the hustle and bustle, the season of over booking yourself for all the various things that you have to do spending too much eating too much all the good <laughs> stuff in life <laughs> the things we all we work all year to achieve awesome on to to get to christmas yeah oh man so we are going to have a can of christmas so hold on while we get into uh, the ice box here because we got to dig deep for this can, and uh, this is something you brought. But while we do that, we're going to hear a little bit of something from our friend, the Grinch. Awesome! How dare you enter the Grinch's lair? The impudent, the audacity, the unmitigated gall. <laughs> All right, movie. fantastic! I think that just sets us up. For this episode, yeah. the unmitigated gall. I love that movie. Love that quote. All right, so so today um, for our Christmas <laughs> for our Christmas edition, we have a beer by Rogue, um, and it's uh, Santa's Private Reserve 2021. Uh, it's called Kringle Crusher. Kringle uh, Crusher, and it's an ale with natural vanilla flavors, aged on oak rum barrel chips. It is one pint, so it's a big boy. Um, yeah, so it's uh, at the very top of the can, which I love. It's it's um, it's dedicated to surviving the holidays. I yeah. feel like that's what I do every year. Try I, to figure out how to survive. I think we should talk like a wrestler to introduce this. Santa's Private Reserve right. 2021. And coming it, this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's monster trucks for one. Kringle Crusher. <laughs> so... It, the can is a is Santa Claus who's ripped, oh yeah, uh, and flying off the top turnbuckle to what could be an X Men at the bottom. I like it's a crazy can. It's uh it's somebody dressed up with um or some person in a cheetah costume or something with horns, blue horns coming out. I mean like that's a, it's a I don't know. Is that a, a there's okay. a did you read this entire there's an entire story I on the back. Of what this? Oh my God! When Santa what, caught Krumpus, oh Lord, so I didn't read it. Krumpus is uh, the 
the figure pictured yeah, on the uh, can who is on the mat but who is like about to get female hit Krumpus. with anyway. a flying elbow Hulk Hogan style um, off the turnbuckle here. But there is an entire we won't, I won't read this because this this is a pretty in depth. But apparently, Crumpus uh, stole Stanta's beloved rum balls. Rum balls are at the root of all and, this. And uh, said, "You either give them back or we're going to wrestle for it." And that is what this beer is all about. So. Um, we've had a beer from Rogue before, and uh-huh. it was also, I think, wrestling themed, right? Yeah, I think that's all they make is wrestling themed beers. Uh, it, was it the one that turned? Was it the one that numbs your mouth? That was it, right? I think so. But now that I'm looking at it, it's got the star, and we just we recently just had the star, so maybe yeah. it wasn't that wrestling one. But the no. star has the uh, the sort of the roast malt oak uh, fruit. Yeah, and how vanilla. much of each of these things? And it is heavy on the vanilla. It uh, looks like medium on malt and has a little bit of oak in there. So, all right. I'm excited. We're going to have some Santa's private reserve while we get in to Christmas. Cool. So let's start with Christmas. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of fun Christmas stuff out there that you can find, uh, all your Christmas movies and stuff. We'll talk. We'll just dab on that a little bit. But uh, what I wanted to do uh, was just get into some like some of our other holiday um, episodes, um, get into some fun facts, things I find interesting about Christmas. Um, I'm going to have you uh, kind of participate uh, in terms of some of guesswork. Is this a game? Because I want to win. Uh, you, you can make it a game if you're so inclined. Um, I won't keep points for you, but uh, I will have points. you guess on a few things and um, see how well you do. But I won't hold you to this because some of these are a little bit obscure you know like when uh, i ask for certain dates and whatnot uh it might be a little bit harder it's not common knowledge maybe okay but let's just get into it and see how we do awesome all right so let's just start at the top of the ladder here in why is christmas celebrated on december 25th pagans <laughs> no it's jesus he was born on this day he was not he was born this in the is, spring it's the reason for the season it's no. jesus christ's birthday that's a that's a made-up nonsense <laughs> All right, so um, give or take 500 years, when do you think the uh, December 25th was sort of established as the uh, Christmas Day? 1870. Whoa, you are right on the 500. Yes, nice. Uh, you said eight. What did you say? Eight. 1870. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. I thought you said 870. 870 so, is what I meant. The first official mention of December 25th as a holiday honoring Jesus's birthday appears on the Roman calendar around AD 336. That makes sense. So I was oh, close. You were. But right, right there. For that's only that's less than 400 years after uh, Jesus was born. Um, so that was pretty quick. Yeah. And like you mentioned, um, church officials settled on December 25th at the end of this century, uh, at that first century. Uh, they likely wanted to to use that date to coincide with existing pagan festivals, Yep, like you mentioned, honoring Saturn and Mithra. Uh, and that way it became easier to convince Roman pagan subjects to get on board and accept Christianity as the empire's official religion. Yep. So, yep. Marketing scheme got everyone involved, but um, in three seventy, what did you say <laughs> the date was? Three thirty six. Three thirty six. Eighty. All right, and one of those festivals was the festival of Yule. 
may have heard of that word. With the logs? That was celebrated by Germanic peoples, uh, which is where the term Yuletide originated from. So they had a festival of Yule. And what is Yule? It's a Germanic festival that celebrated uh, at the in the winter time, um, and a, a give, a, it was the giving. Are you season. telling me you don't know what the word Yule means? It's a, no, I don't know the exact <laughs> translation. I mean, it was the word that, that that it was like saying what does fair mean? I mean okay. It was their, All right, great. So they're fair. Okay, say so a state fair called Yule. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. How many wise men, magi or kings, whatever you want to call them, visited the baby Jesus? Uh, is this a trick question? Because uh, the answer is three, if you believe um, all of the nativity scenes that are on the market <laughs> currently. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I'll go with three. You're going to go with three. I'm going to go with uh, 77. Um, oh, good. But uh, that's just a guess. Mine is as good as yours. Oh, great. Um, if you're going by the Bible... The book of Matthew is uh, the only gospel to mention the wise men visiting, uh, and it doesn't say how many there were. Uh, it only mentions that they visited the baby Jesus and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, myrrh which is why there's three. And that's why people associate it with there being three. However, they don't really take into consideration maybe multiple 12 people brought gave... myrrh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of myrrh people and very few gold people. Less gold, maybe more myrrh, and then the one frankincense guy who right, like always out there with the right. frankincense. Oh, anyway, that guy bringing yeah. frankincense, right? Uh, you know that's, that's gonna be regifted. <laughs> Mary just went. Thank you. Thank you. It's frankincense. Do we smoke this? Let's <laughs> let's sell this to our weird uncle here, Joseph. Put this over to the side right. in the stable. Just put that off to the side. We're gonna love this. We're gonna use this more yeah, in the this spring. This is gonna be great. Yeah, this is our spring theme. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one. Yep. You ready? According to the legend, what holiday goodies were shaped to resemble a shepherd's staff? as it was a way to shut up rowdy children, but also to remind them of the shepherds who visited baby Jesus. If this is a trick question, it's crazy, but I'm going to go with candy canes. <laughs> it's not a trick question. Yay. It is not a trick question, but it's a fun fact that I think is particularly uh, hilarious because it's what adults would do, but in a different time period. So this yeah. being 1670, in uh, Cologne, Germany, there was a choir master at a cathedral, and apparently there was rowdy children that kept making noise during his living crash tradition of uh, Christmas Eve. So he asked a local candy maker uh, to make him some sugar sticks for the kids. You know, so if the kids are making noise, put something in their mouth, they can't make noise anymore. Yeah. And in order to sell this, as it's okay for these kids to be having this sugary substance oh, yeah. during church it's a shepherd's hook it's a shepherd's hook let's yep. remind the children of the shepherds and jesus and Buy my candy sticks they represent shepherd's hooks got it yeah and originally apparently they were all white later added the red in uh several years after that is supposed to be representative of the blood of christ so cool. again there you go in keeping with the theme of uh the religious theme there of jesus and what he was here for all right. Next one. You're doing well, I, I feel. Sure. I'm not even keeping track, but I should be. <laughs> you have four points. Great. Uh, which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch or <sighs> holiday sludge when alcoholic beverages are added to it? For one, milk punch is made with brandy. 
Okay. And so- it is very specific to my mother-in-law <laughs> who makes it for me. Um, so milk punch has a very, it, it, do not confuse milk punch with eggnog. So milk punch is awesome. <laughs> Um, I specifically it, put I, this one uh, in here because I know that you love yes. the milk punch. Made with Myers dark rum and half and half and probably some other dairy product plus probably some other alcohol. I don't know, but you freeze it. And it's it's like a alcoholic ice cream. It's freaking <laughs> awesome. So that's milk punch. But now, no eggnog. No eggnog goes into that. Is in there. No, 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 no. Um, there's no eggnog. But um, eggnog is my answer even though you prefaced it with a weird milk punch connotation to it. Well, but apparently uh, milk punch is what it was also Re- referred to right. or known as. Uh, but my fit, my, um, so I knew you loved. <laughs> I have a passion for some milk punch. Right, the milk punch, which I, I think I tried once. I think yeah. we had asked, like you had talked about it frequently. So it was like, uh, we got to try this. We got to try this. And uh, you're like, I'm going to bring some back. And it was everything it was cracked up to be, I believe. Yeah, it's it's a Brandy Alexander, if anybody's familiar with that, because that's an old school probably term, but frozen. So it's, and yeah, someday, maybe probably never on this podcast, we will talk about the last weekend that I spent with my mother-in-law where we had too much uh, milk punch and had a <laughs> whopping good time. Uh, anyway, so keep going. I Just out of, uh, as a side note, I feel like um, when we were younger, there were a lot more parties with frozen alcoholic beverages. Kind of what happened to that? Like whiskey sour. Yeah. Uh, that were just in a large Tupperware big, container. Big tub of stuff. Right. It wasn't like, you, you know, some professionally out. made like a uh, frozen daiquiri or something. It was just, yeah, we're going to make this in this uh, old container that we use every year. Yeah. And it's like some crazy yellow color with that weird top that burps. I feel like that, <laughs> that, that generation used to make fun stuff like that all the time. And so they used to, at a place that we go to with my in-laws, um, uh, camp, um, they actually call it roofers punch. They like, they make roofers punch and it's, it, it's just crap poured into a big trash can, right? Like you just, or, wow. or a bucket now, right. like something more sanitary, <laughs> sanitary now. But they they used to make like giant jugs of this and then go roof a house. That's what they would drink while they're roofing a house. And and the shingles would would systematically look great on one side and then like start <laughs> weaving on the other side because it was you know by the time you had enough roofers punch you you cannot you cannot make straight lines with shingles anyway. But yeah, I think that generation used to make stuff like that all the time, like big yeah. vats of crap and then. Freezing. Yeah, way more low tech than like yeah. today. If 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 we went to some place, I yeah. think they would have a machine that maybe made yeah, frozen nobody, margaritas. Nobody or something, just dumps but. stuff in a big pail and then freezes <laughs> it or, right. or serves it. Yeah, we should do more. All right. Um, so sticking on food, this is one of my favorites too. I love this uh, whole story, if you will. I don't know if to call this story, but uh, what is the most popular meal in Christmas in Japan? So if you were in Japan. For Christmas, and you looked around. What is the what most people popular meal? Uh, something with fish. KFC chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, that's hard to beat. For- Huge. Really, it is a monster tradition. Um, it's so popular, in fact, that you have to order in advance in order to secure your meal from KFC. Holy Moses. Uh, if you wait until it's too late, long lines up to two hours, I was reading. So um, it's like Black Friday at 
Best Buy for right. KFC. For KFC in just Japan. This is only happens right. in Japan. Um, so the question is, why do you think in Japan they have KFC chicken? Why? And this, so this is one of those hard ones where it's hard I have for no you idea to expect why that. this would be a thing. All right. So in uh, it, it, you'll understand when I get to it here, kind of the connection and how it became. But it's also marketing. It's brilliant marketing by KFC. Um, so in Japan, it's very hard to come by turkey. It's almost non-existent. Okay. So basically, Western Christmas tradition has a lot of turkey in it. And Japan, in Japan, they saw that, right? Mm-hmm. And so KFC in 1974 jumped on that and said, well, we can't get you turkey, but we can get you the next We have small thing. turkeys. We have very we have small tiny turkeys. turkeys for yes. your... All the same parts. Yeah. Just, just on a smaller scale. Yeah, just a micro scale. Right. Yeah. And uh, so they basically came out with this... Uh, it, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the slogan that they had, but it translates into Kentucky for Christmas. And it's been going strong ever since. Isn't that weird, right? Like there's people in a completely different part of the world that share very little commonality from religion or or daily habits perspective. But they have they go to a place that's called Kentucky <laughs> Fried <laughs> right. Chicken, right? Like of all places to go, not like New York Fried Chicken or like L.A. Fried <laughs> Chicken, but like the right. state of Kentucky. State of Kentucky and the Colonel and the Colonel, right? Like this thirteen like, herbs and season seasonings, yeah. herbs and spices, herbs and spices. Okay, there we go. But yeah, we're good. Yeah. So yeah, I think how weird is that, right? That that's what they have congregated around. Odd. That's fun fact. But fun fact. Fun facts. So I would like, maybe one day I will also, unfortunately, my, my wife has a very bad story with KFC, so we never. My daughter does too, and so to we, don't, we don't eat KFC unless <laughs> right. she's not involved. Um, so yeah, but uh, that would be kind of a fun thing to just bring to a Christmas at Yours some point. Yours has to do with feathers, right? Mine has to do with vomit. Yeah, she just had, she got a, a piece that had a few feathers still in there and you know it is an animal i tried to remind i'm like you know it, it did come from an animal so I, sometimes they don't right. quite get every single piece out but oh well say la vie so next one how do you say merry christmas in spanish because i'm going with the now i've kind of switched over to other what's police navidad what is it yeah merry christmas yeah in what language i'm asking you <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Spanish. Boom. Yeah, all right. Perfect. Yep, yep, you got it. So Feliz Navidad, and there's an entire song Yes, in that uh, that manner. So let me then jump to the next one. Not a different nation, a little closer to home, but how do you say Merry Christmas in Hawaiian? Aloha. It's everything. Like, like Aloha. Aloha means everything. Um, <laughs> you no, get off kidding. the plane. It's, Aloha. It's December 25th, and they go, Aloha. Aloha. Merry Christmas. Um. If you've ever seen the movie A Christmas Vacation, they play a song that has this in the song very I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Meli Kalikilaka. Ah, oh, dang it. There's a song with this too. Yes. Again, made I think made famous. It probably yeah. was before then, but in my era. It made famous it's very, by that yeah, movie. It's very okay. famous in the uh, Christmas Vacation movie. <sighs> All right. How are you feeling about these fan facts? Are you having fun? Are these yeah, good these facts? are fun facts. Excellent. None of them contradict my facts. So. 
Well, that's good. So you have facts. I have facts for you. Ooh. I know. It's going to be fun. I'm going to have to turn around the uh, answer board so you can uh, run the dinger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll cut that piece of audio and uh, put that on uh, our socials for uh, have you run the dinger. All right. How many reindeer are there? Let's switch over to uh, some of the fun. There are nine. All right. Let's cut out Rudolph. I I should have prefaced that. I meant to. I meant to say the OG reindeer. I don't. Uh, I don't care for Rudolph. Why? Because Rudolph didn't get added till 1939. Uh, <laughs> that's on yours. <laughs> I feel like you had that fact. Um, so there are eight. All right, perfect eight. So I feel like you. You probably know a lot about the uh, reindeer. Then so I don't. I just know that Rudolph wasn't added till 1939 okay. by Macy's. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not a big fan. I think they kind of shoehorned him in for the the, the song and the story. It was a marketing ploy, and it yeah. really made the other like. Have you ever watched a sequel to a movie? Yeah. Eight where, incompetent reindeer plus Rudolph. <laughs> right. Where they totally throw the first movie under the bus. Like right off the bat, they'll go, oh, that whole thing you just watched. Well, throw that under yeah. the bus because That's trash. You know, we need to ho- make a, a story here. Well, yeah. I feel like the good names of these other uh, reindeer, right. namely Dasher, Dancer, Dancer Prancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donder, Donner, and Blitzen. Or and Donner. Blitzen. I mean, it's yep. kind of... Donder. Donder or Donner. Um, I mean, you just threw them right on the bus like yeah. they wouldn't let you play in their games. Yeah, you they're know. a bunch of jerks, and then you're the only one who can save them. <laughs> yeah, right. And then Santa comes to you after you've whined about how they're not letting you in, right. and you're not really trying very hard, it doesn't seem. Right. Um, yeah. Like. Yeah, it, it's not It's not the feel-good story <laughs> of the year. I don't know. It just, I'm sure... Uh, there was a moral to it, but I think they shoehorned it in there. So we got that out of the way. So here then is my question. How deep did you go into the reindeer? When was the first time that the reindeer became known to the general public? Because, I mean, they've been around since Santa's been around. But really, the general public became aware of them on or around. I'll give you again. I'll give you plus or minus 50 years. I'm going to guess. I'm going to go with 1850. All right, that yeah, it's pretty close. Eighteen twenty-three. Oh, that's not bad. It okay. was uh, it was discovered that these reindeer existed by Clement C. Moore. Uh, put them or in a poem called "A Visit from Saint Nicholas," which was also known more popularly as I don't even know if that's a word. It kind of sounds weird. More popularly, uh, just made more popular. What is the popular name for "A Visit from Saint Nicholas"? That poem, do you know? Very uh, the, night, the night before Christmas. Yes, bang. Nice. The night before. Twas the night before Christmas. Credited for the uh, modern Christmas lore that includes all of the eight reindeer. Awesome. All right. Let's move away from reindeer now and talk a little bit about some of the stories that we like in Christmas. Here's a very famous one. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Familiar with the Christmas yep. Carol. How many ghosts visited Ebenezer Scrooge? Three. In that you're so confident. Seven. Sixty-four. <laughs> 127. <laughs> just take a minute. Just take a minute. Two. Let's lay, let's name out the, the ghosts. Past, present, and future. Past, present, and future. And then who tell who does is it, does anybody warn him of the ghosts coming? So four? Four. There Dang we go. It. 
I was close. Jacob Marley, his old partner, comes before the three uh, in the chains and says, I did not live my life well. Look I at look at me. I don't like it when you mix between trick questions and not trick questions because then I'm How's like that a trick question. Because you go three, because it's obviously the past, present, and future. But there was actually four. That's a trick question. But the other one you're like <laughs> You know, it's only trick because how many reindeer past, are there? past, present, and future kind of go together. But the fourth one's still in the story. It's not like he. It's not like a one minute appearance. He's Fine. a very integral part. Trick question. Keep going, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm trying oh to be yeah, it's this. yeah. Well, mm -hmm. oh, well, allow me to retort. It is not a trick question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's switch over to movies. Everybody loves holiday Christmas movies. Which I have to say, I'm going to stop here and say that I have found my favorite, my new favorite Christmas movie just came out this year wow. and it's on HBO Max Yeah, and it is called An 8-Bit Christmas. Uh, I fully recommend it. I give it a five out of five stars. You may have to be in the same general age bracket as me, plus or minus. It's a demographic movie, right? Plus like or minus five years. Uh, it is phenomenal. I have never, I have, I have not laughed like that at a movie in a long time. There has not been really good comedies. I feel in the last couple of years that have been a really gut laugh comedy. If you are that in a good one, if you are plus or minus five years for me. And so if you're in your early forties, late thirties, um, I think you will get it. It is a, uh, quest for a Nintendo. Um, it is a callback to uh, this person's youth, the person telling the story, okay. um, who is Do Doogie Hauser. Um, Neil Patrick Harris? Ne yes, Neil Patrick I Harris. I never am good with names, so I get <laughs> extra points yes. for that. Bing, bing. Great. Uh, so, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, he's telling the story to his kid about the late 80s and how he was on a hunt for getting a Nintendo. Fantastic. Okay. Let's go to movies then. In Home Alone, which is the highest grossing movie of all, Christmas movie of all time, where were the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? I thought they were going to New York, but they are, they're in New York, aren't they? And they're late. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate Christmas. Um, <laughs> they were going to Paris. Were, oh, were they going? They were going international. They were it's going been a while since I've watched that. I know that's a religious experience for some people to watch that movie every year. I can't. It's a fantastic movie. It holds up. It's really good. They made, in fact, it's so good and it holds up so well that they made a new one and it just came out this year and it's absolute garbage. Yeah, like I, I've garbage. heard it's garbage and I won't even watch it because no. I watched There's the trailer. No and I'm to. like, why would you do this? Why would you don't need to do, redo this? This holds up. Watch the old one. Play it for your kids. They don't need a new one. So if it weren't for, if, so if it weren't for this new eight bit Christmas that came out this year, what would be your second favorite? What would be your, what was your favorite before eight bit Christmas came out? Uh, I, you know, I'm an old soul. I think I love it's a wonderful life. And I have a, oh, a question about that one. Okay. I, and, uh, it, it's so polarizing on, on movies because everybody has their favorite. Um, I, that's one I really want to watch during Christmas. I make it a point to watch that one. Okay. Um, as far as what in, I think embodies Christmas spirit. Right. Where does Elf fit on that list? It's really high. I okay. love that movie. Okay, great. Uh, I also have a, in fact, that's, um, uh, well, one of my next ones. Great. Let's I love Elf and I love Scrooged. 
talking about a Christmas Carol. It's my favorite version of the Christmas Carol with uh, okay. Bill Murray. Yeah, and uh, the cast of characters in there: Carol Kane slapping him with a toaster. Whack! Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good one. So if I watch a version of the Christmas Carol, I'm going to watch that Scrooged. One. Okay, um, I do like Elf. Uh, so if it's on, I'll watch that one. Um, here's my wife's favorite movie: uh, the um, A Christmas Story. Are okay. you familiar with that one? So what message? Did Ralphie decode using the little orphan Annie decoder pin in the movie A Christmas Story? So my brother-in-law is crapping his pants if he's listening to this right now. If I because I don't know the answer, but this is his one. This is his his favorite, right? like his 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 wheelhouse. Um, Does he have the uh, the replica? He doesn't have the leg. The, the leg they lamp. sell those, right? Oh yeah, they, I don't think he has the leg lamp, but I, I he should. We had that at one point, but I think it was an ornament. Like I said, this is my wife's yeah. favorite. We have to watch this at least once every Christmas. I'm not a huge fan of this movie. Um, and I probably, you know, you can email Andrew <laughs> um, kingconversation at gmail.com um, if you want to talk about why you think we're wrong. But I don't think it's the greatest movie in the world. I can't get into it like I do other Christmas movies. So I don't know. I See, no and you know what's funny about that? I think I'm the same way with um, A Christmas Vacation. I feel like a, a lot of people rank that as their number one, and I think it's way overrated. It I is, don't dislike it, but it is not one of my favorites. I, if I watch that once every five years, I'm good. I think the difference is it has a whole bunch of quotable things. Like, yeah, it's so it cr- is. crazy whack job stuff. It's, it's so much fun to quote. Yeah. Uh, although Elf is a lot of fun to quote, too. <laughs> we do a lot of Elf quotes all year round, but yeah. So I have no idea. Sorry, what did what did Ralphie decode with his? <laughs> right, the, the, our our listeners are, are like waiting on right. bated breath. They uh, like know it. And they they yeah, either know it or they know. Yelling at me right, right now, but yeah. All right, so he decodes. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Oh sh- crap! And I, I kind of do know that. Yeah, and then he gets kind of mad, and he's like, yeah. "It's a commercial," because yep. he had just drank all that Ovaltine and sent in uh, for that decoder <sighs> pin. That's that's disheartening that I didn't know that. So. so you're a big fan of Elf, and you should get this one right away. Oh, okay, give it to me. Buddy the Elf sticks yep. to the four main food groups. Oh, this Can- is the same four food groups I stick to. Yeah, candy, syrup, sugar, um, candy canes, and candy corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got one more than the four. You said five, but that's all right. You got candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. And syrup. No sugar. Just it all has sugar. Right. Sorry. <laughs> it's a base nailed, of all of it. Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Tony, we watch that movie a lot. So have you is that your favorite as yeah. Elf? Yeah. Okay. We watch Elf. We can watch Elf in June. Like legitimately, my youngest loves Elf. Um so yeah, it's it's mm. by far the one we watch for sure every year at least once. Nice. Um, and I, you know what? The Grinch, the, the, the oh, Jim Carrey version, yeah, that's a and good the, the one that I played for yeah. our getting yep. it to the can, love that too. Yeah. Um, a lot of quotable f- things yes. in there too. I wanted to put several. I, mm-hmm. I was trying to decide which one to put on here, and I wanted to put his answering machine one on here. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. just so long, but it was like my favorite. Is there something wrong with my outgoing message? Um, let me check. All right, so... Uh, let's go to the one. It's a Wonderful Life because again, I really okay. love that movie, and I think everybody should at least know this. Maybe what is the name of George's guardian angel? Man, you should know this. This is a moron should know this. 
And if you picture him, I'm looking at him. I'm like, I can see him. Damn it. Yep. Um, and he wants to get his wings. Yeah. I mean, I can see him. And his name rhymes with Clarence. Is it Clarence? It's That's Clarence. dumb. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know what else to rhyme it with. <laughs> yeah. Clarence. Um, yeah. Clarence. Yep. Uh, and because the easier question on that one was when wh- what happens when a bell rings? Yeah, the angels get their wings. Yes. I have an uncle that was buried with this movie. Like a, a copy of this, oh, okay. a VHS copy of this movie was put in his casket before he was put in the ground. At his request? Yes. Interesting. That's, yeah. that's like fun. Like it was his, like this was his jam. So yeah, it's uncle a great Jerry. movie. It's yeah. just, I think it really embodies a lot of, uh, of good qualities yeah it, it's not it's a perfectly fine movie i yeah. just i can't watch it on repeat like i can't yeah, right. an elf or a, a grinch right like yeah. i can watch those on repeat and laugh every time yeah i watch it's a wonderful life once yep a once season, is plenty and it's in the right mood it's like really close to christmas it's on a day i'm probably off maybe wrapping presents yeah i throw it in with the the mix of wrapping movies all right so that wraps up my movies here um I just have one more fun fact, Um, and that is – this is just because I find this incredibly fun, and that is um, in what decade did NORAD, which stands for North American Aerospace Defense Command, formerly CONAD – very close to gonad, gonad right that's a <laughs> when they did, got it was a government something <laughs> right government american uh, aerospace government official american yeah so when did norad start tracking santa on christmas eve 65 Ooh, a little 47 i, I should have given you oh you're getting close uh it was specifically 1955 oh okay uh so in the 50s and um i think it's amazing that that this was before the internet, right? And so there's a couple of variations of the story of how it got started. Uh, there was kind of one that it was by accident uh, on a marketing that they put the wrong phone number. Seems to be a little bit whether yeah, that's, that's actually true. And then there was another kind of version of where a kid called the wrong number um, on a marketing thing and then got a hold of NORAD and the person that answered the phone said, oh, and, you know, I kind of gave a, a, a an answer and was like, hey, why don't we embrace this as right. a thing? Um, and so apparently they just thought it was a great outreach program and they started to support this tracking. And back then they would give updates to like a radio stations and stuff. So they would kind put of put it out on the wire, put it out there for radio and TV broadcasts, mm-hmm. which were not a lot to, to say, right. But they also had a phone number. You could call and a person would answer they and tell you, where he was. Where he was. That's they, insane. Yeah. And they still do this. So today you can call. And uh, right now they don't, they have volunteers now. It's not like um, NORAD employees, but uh, they make that they do this program. And they, <laughs> this is facts of today. They have, they handle about 40 telephone calls per hour and they handle over 100,000 telephone calls from more than 200 countries. And, uh, Today, the, who and, still and, calls and anybody? <laughs> right. With the well, especially because there's other services now on the internet that will right. like Google and yep. uh, <clears throat> Tracker and all that stuff that that has a similar thing. But um, that just uh, that made me that made me smile that NORAD has been doing this since 1955, and you can still call them, and somebody on the other line will pick up and go. Right. That's kind of based crazy. on our radar. We can see that Santa is currently at yeah, this position, this latitude, longitude, and, and is currently handing out uh, presents 
apparently they have like a presence per like minute kind of they have some more uh, details than they did back then but it's fun so that's what I got for Christmas. So let's take a minute. Yeah, let's do. Like the first person to find the Christmas pickle in the in the Christmas tree, I'm going to give you the honor. I can't believe you know what the Christmas pickle is. Oh, yeah. Do sure. you guys do the Christmas pickle? Uh, we have an ornament that's shaped like a pickle. And and the first uh, person to find it gets a gift? There's a couple versions, I believe, but it's like if you're the first one, you get the extra gift. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of people play that kind of version. Or if you find it, you're also like, then you're like the lucky one or you're, you'll, oh. you you have the good fortune for the year. I don't so know. It's like a fortune cookie, but with a pickle. Yeah. Or just a fun game. Christmas Who wins? Tree? Gotcha. Find the pickle. Yeah. My, my mother-in-law, my in-laws do that. And first time I'd seen it, we didn't do that at our house when I grew up. So the first time I'd seen it was with my in-laws and kids think it's still to this day think like they go to the tree and like whoever finds a pickle like there's a present waiting for whoever finds a pickle there's a pickle present so it's a big deal it's a big darn deal yeah it's it's, don't count out the pickle no it it could be a cool thing anyway so talk to me about santa's private reserve um so we have talked about full flavored beers before and i was really uh, in worried about this being like a heavy vanilla and i sorry i've had a couple off off air had a couple vanilla incidences with with alcohol and like this is really bad too much vanilla this is actually not bad it's full flavored i don't think i drink six of these but um it's not bad um it's full flavored it's 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 got some taste to it um (laughs) it's got some taste to it it's not like a light beer that you go oh that's just a light beer this has got some um there's no way that right there's no part of this that's light no no it's not light beer um so yeah it's a it's a somewhere between two and a three for me i'm gonna finish it i don't know that i drink five of them but i'd probably drink a couple of them so i'm gonna go with a soft three a soft three well i've done hard threes before so i'm gonna this is not a hard three I okay. might actually, I'm going to call this a two. I'm not going to hedge my bets. I'm going to go yeah, with the two. I was going to say. I'm going to finish this, but I'm probably not going to go out and buy a bunch of them. I don't have a row no. in the spreadsheet that says soft or hard. All right, fine. It's a two. <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid two. Yeah. You're, we just got it. I, just I, gotta, wanna, yeah. I want some a yep. confident pick yep. on two. what you're going to go with. 100% two. I am going to go 100% two as well. Wow. I, I love the can. I love the Kringle Crusher. Everything about the can is awesome. It's, yeah, the fact that they have a whole story on here that goes with it. I wanted to to like it more probably, I um, and I, and I can't quite pick out what it is. May you know, I I generally like a little bit of vanilla. I think it's more malty. I think yeah. it's just heavy on the malt, and which it's on the star. Um, the star has a heavier malt uh, filled in. Yeah. And I think that's what it is because it, it, it and it and it ha- it gives it uh, that aftertaste, and I think it's the aftertaste yeah. that is what pushed me from a three to a two to go. I, I could deal. I like the flavor going in. <laughs> it sounds terrible, I, but I but then you don't like the flavor going kinda, out. Well, you're. I keep talking and I'm tasting. I'm tasting that as I'm talking, and it, it those kind of flavors that linger while I'm talking, and I feel like I almost want to get a different. Uh, cleanse your palate thing to just yeah to, to wash that taste down that's the that's what's pushing it down but i will finish it so it's not a one so it's a two i just won't go out and find this again but uh i'll keep this can um probably on the mantle 
for Christmas time because it fits in with our Christmas yeah. decor. We have a lot of wrestling decor around the house. Who doesn't? I mean, that's yeah, huge. Yeah. I mean, huge it's all, all Christmas the blow-ups we have in the front yard. It's all <laughs> Christmas wrestling. Christmas wrestling themed. Awesome. So with that said, um, I, I, this tonight's my beer, um, my pick. And, uh, it, it happened to ring true to me when I saw it. The reason I brought it is because I feel like I'm a Grinch in some ways and that I have lost the um, joy, love, and feeling of Christmas sometimes. Does that okay. make sense? Okay. Um, Let's get into but, this. But yeah, but some of it is... Let's break it down. Yeah, so um, so you love facts and figures. And so some of this is is why I am not super fan of the holidays anymore, um, or at least recently. It's been tough. Um, but I want to I test your knowledge because you like to test mine all the Are time. Are you about, about to lose the savings and loan? Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right. All right. So what's the first state? Um, first the, state? The first state that acknowledged or celebrated Christmas in the U.S. Uh, Alabama. Because you saw it on my paper? No. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's no way. <laughs> I know a lot about Christmas, man. All right. So what percentage of people in America celebrate Christmas? Um, 90. A little bit higher. 95? Nope, a little bit lower. 92. 92. All right. I feel like it. You, You're doing good. Give me a plus or minus on that. All right. So plus I or minus say, 10%. How many people think Christmas is a religious holiday? Oh, ooh, that's a tougher one uh, because it has become much broader. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go. What'd you give me? Plus or minus? Plus five? or minus 10%. 10. I'm going to go 75. Nope. 51. 51% ooh. of people, 92% of people who celebrate. 92% of Americans celebrate Christmas. 51%. Yeah. See it as a religious holiday. See it as a religious holiday. Yeah. I'm curious as to what that was in like 1960. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was much higher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, agree. But now I know a lot of, I, mean, I feel like the more people I know, the more don't celebrate it for the religious piece of it. Like don't go to church regularly. Don't. Right. Don't. They, they put up a tree and they give each other presents. So let me ask you this, and I don't, do you have this as part of your subtext? Is is that a bad thing? I mean, I I know it's very important to religious uh, institutions that believe in Jesus, right? It's a it's one of the main hallmarks of you know this is when our Savior was born, but you know it's broadened itself out to be way more than just Christianity celebrating it, like you said, fifty one percent. But is yeah. that a bad thing? So in my opinion, that is a capitalistic thing. It's somebody's figured out how to market to people <laughs> who aren't religious. Yeah. So is it it's about what's under the tree? It's about how much so how much money do you think plus or minus fifty bucks? Do you think okay, fine. Plus or minus <laughs> all your face. So plus well, or I minus didn't know where you're going. Plus or minus a hundred bucks. How much is the average are on Americans spend on average per person for Christmas? Per person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Average amount spent on a gift per person. Per person. Um, woo, uh, I'm gonna go with because it's obviously higher for your like you know, the people that you're closer with, and then as you branch out, you get you know kind of the the lower amount. So I'd say if you averaged it out, I'm gonna go with 125. So let me rephrase this: 125 dollars. How much money does the average American spend on gifts? Oh, that's what. Okay, that's pretty high. 
I'm gonna uh, okay. So do you have both or just the one? I just have the one. Sorry. Okay. No, I, no worries. Rephrasing the question because like if you have kids, yeah. Nowadays it's like especially you know with some of the value of you know the Xboxes mm-hmm. that I mean that's oh, going to yeah. be a hot yeah, dollar <laughs> item. Um, I talked about you know getting a Nintendo and back in the day that was pretty expensive, right? But I wanted it, right? It was like I I think when I wanted it was like a hundred dollars. Right. And I was like, that was expensive. I, I don't know if my parents are ever going to be gonna, able yeah. to, to, to afford that one, that one thing. I'm like, this is what I want just for Christmas. You can make it my birthday. <laughs> right. It can be combined <laughs> gifts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd say nowadays $3,000. No, $665. That's it. $663 and 96 cents is on Ooh. average is what Americans spend. on Okay. Gifts. I, and I was throwing out three grand as total over all your family, all of everyone is an average. Yeah, um, I can see where it would be that for a lot of right. people. So in that, because you see these commercials on television with a car pull up and it's got a giant red ribbon on the top, right? And yeah, you're like, those oh, that person re- just bought that person a Lexus. <laughs> and that's what I don't like. That embodies right there what I what I despise is that. Like there's the commercial with a Lexus for your significant. The ladies, the lady comes up and goes, "Hey, I bought us matching watches for our for Christmas. Yours is the red one, mine's the blue one, Um, or whatever." And then and she he goes, "Oh, I've bought us something trucks. Right? Go go look out in the driveway, and it's a truck and an SUV. And she picks the truck, right? And so in that commercial alone, they've spent." $100,000. $100,000. Like $300,000. <laughs> like right. uh, uh, really not that much, but it's it's 150,000. It's 60,000 for the truck and 54,000 for the the SUV plus right. how much she spent on watches, which was nothing compared to what that guy <laughs> just spent on her. True. Right? So nobody spends that. What the hell? Who So that probably did inflate my guess a little bit. Okay. But like I did like I said if you have like two kids or three kids, I mean, and you spend, you're going to spend a couple hundred a yeah. piece. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll nowadays. Yep. Um, and with current pricing and stuff. So I, I figured that in. Yeah. And then I figured your immediate, you know, like your mom and dad, if you're, you're lucky enough to still have them and, um, you know, maybe aunts and uncles then for, then white elephant. Somewhere down the line, it's the $5 to $10 gift. And all right, well, 600 is not. Un- you're feeling pretty good about that, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. So I guess here's my, uh, here's my, you you covered about three of the things that I was I, I want to talk to you about, which is I feel like I don't look forward to the holidays anymore. And there's I think a couple reasons for it. One is I don't have little kids anymore. I have grown adults. Um, uh, two is I feel like there's a whole lot of commercialism that goes on, right? And so, um, so I wanted to get your th- and. I, so I feel like I, so sometimes I'm being, I feel like I'm being selfish is that I lost my parents. Like, so uh, there's, there's some part of me that goes, yeah, my aunt and my parents were kind of the ones that drove my Christmas spirit of like, am I excited about stuff? They've been gone now. Like my aunt died last year. Parents have been gone for six years and 16 years um, now at this point. So like I feel like I my Christmas spirit has died. I become the Grinch during Christmas because it just drives me crazy. Like I get, <laughs> I get stressed out and I get overwhelmed. And we're never, I'm never planning far enough in advance. And there's all these people who go, I, you know, I want to spend time with you, and you're like, oh my god, like it's a pain <laughs> in the butt. Um, and I've got to buy presents. And now there's like all these people are on the news are like, oh, well, you're never gonna get your stuff 
because there's all these shipping containers. Supply every, chain yeah, shortage. No one can go through the Panama Canal fast <laughs> enough to get you crap. And I'm like, shut up. And then UPS is, came out, or no, sorry, the post office came out in like June and said, I'll be honest with you, we're going to be slower and we're going to cost more for the rest of this year for sure, probably for the rest of our lives because we're run by the government. And then UPS is like, we're not going to be any faster. And so <laughs> now you're like, whatever you want to ship to anybody, if you don't want to see them, you can ship them stuff. Now that's all going to cost you more and be slow. And I'm like, I don't have time for this nonsense. It just frustrates me. So am I just getting old? And am I just grumpy? Or do other people feel like, God, I hate the holidays. They, they sneak up on me and make me mad. That's all. Yeah. Something has caused your heart to, to shrink. shrink. At least three sizes. Three sizes yes. smaller. <laughs> I feel like I need to go live on a mountain. Um, you know. Where people dump their trash. I, I want to say that uh, Christmas, if I read somewhere correctly, is the most stressful time of year. Right. I mean, there are stressful things that happen in your life, like marriage, death of a parent, death of a spouse, like very, very but that's a, a very personal thing to one person. But in terms of the populace, mm -hmm. I think uh, Christmas time is the most stressful time of the year. I don't I see where you're coming from. I, yeah. It doesn't make it any better when you are bombarded with advertisements that make you feel like you should be giving something outrageous uh, to people. I have a similar beef but I have it with commercials in general um, in that like every kiss begins with K. I want to, I'm like, how is it that I, I have to give diamonds every time I have a romantic thought? A diamond is going to be what the answer is. Tells you, right. Like, I have to spend thousands of dollars on a little rock. My materialistic wife doesn't love me unless I give her some Right, jewelry. all the time. Right. Um, there are, are other commercials, and, and like you said, the, the same ones with uh, the come around Christmas, and, and the new oh. version of that, the one with the the uh, the truck, is that you know he goes, oh, I got you this dog. I don't know if you've seen oh, yeah. that. <laughs> the she's like, puppy. I got you this dog, and he, she's like, I got you this giant this eighty thousand dollar truck, right, gas guzzler. <laughs> it's and like you're a, like, it's like a bus, not the come, same. That comes, you know, popping through. Yeah. But in that whole thing where, um, like I mentioned, where there's a, a giant ribbon on the top, and you know they sell those, right? Because yeah, you can buy that giant ribbon. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, it's for that purpose of. And could you imagine too, like you're driving through a neighborhood maybe on Christmas morning, like get up real early and then drive through a neighborhood and see? Do you see how many of those red big red ribbons do you see? Not not a lot. That's not real realistic. I, I can't imagine there's like every subdivision has three or four cars with a Lexus giant red ribbon. The, the, yeah, <laughs> right? I'm that. not living in the right neighborhood for that to be yeah. a thing. And uh, so, yeah. yeah. And I, the other thing I would say is um, if you kind of hopefully switch a little bit of gears, our family has tried to do this a little bit more um, in the last few years is switch a little bit from gift giving to experience giving. Yeah. We've done that a little bit more too. Yeah. So we've started to take a trip on, we, we leave on Christmas day and um, then just go someplace to have an experience. Last year, we went to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a crazy story. I mean, yeah. Not enough time on this podcast to, uh, to talk about that story, but got snowed in and uh, didn't have food for a while. Yeah. It was quite an experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, a couple uh, holidays before that, I got bit by a camel um, on my face. <laughs> and again, fun story. <laughs> and then this year, um, we just, uh, you know, we're going to um, take uh, the family to your favorite place in the entire world. Uh, and that's Hell? Branson. Oh, Branson, Missouri. Branson. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we let, we want to spend time. We have family time up to Christmas a little, and, but then we have um, pulled back the reins a bit on, because we just, you know, we don't, we don't need, need stuff. stuff. We don't need a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. We have a few things that we can get from Amazon and, I read an article that they somehow bypassed the supply chain issue. Oh, yeah. So. They have their own planes and trucks and they're fine. <laughs> right. So they couldn't care less. We're not sponsored by Amazon. But we should be. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that's where I'm probably going to get a, a few gifts. I'm still going to get a few things here and there. It's more of the fun. Like, I try to get things that are funny, that uh, are weird, weird shirts for people. And like something that means something like, yeah. and then and then hopefully give experiences. experiences. Um and then do something with people, especially in this day and age. Like when I say this day and age, COVID era, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of becoming a thing, COVID era. So in COVID era, we had so much time where we really couldn't see people. Where you're, you're quarantined, you're kind of sectioned off. I think that kind of heightened a little it, bit of people's realization of, you know what's really fun? Hanging out with people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah having an experience. Just seeing people. Right. Like, Not on a Zoom call. <laughs> so. so with that said, um, from an experience-based perspective, um, it, it's the Christmas episode, and so ho ho ho! Yes, um, I thought I'd give you a, a little early Christmas present. Oh my um, goodness, we didn't we did we didn't set out timing for Christmas presents. We didn't. Yours but, is still um, on the way. It's supply chain issues. Yeah, it's supply chain issues. Um, so I thought I would uh, give a little shout out to the people at Beer Sauce and the Beer Sauce shop who hooked me up with um, some some fun this rogue beer and some other stuff. Oh yeah. Um. So if you're ever in. Uh, in in eastern missouri and want to go buy a a cool little shop um so yeah so check them out beer beer sauce, sauce shop shop yeah it they looks like not, beer and sauce but it's really not beer and right. sauce it's beer sauce shop uh, they're they not paying us to give this no endorsement. but they should we said first one's free first one's free no so um <laughs> but yeah so they they hooked me up with all kinds of good stuff and i and i'm super excited about something i have in my cooler that we're not going to get to tonight um, but, um, but yeah, so I got you a little gift certificate so oh, nice. you can go buy, um, all kinds of fun new things for this podcast. Yeah. I figured this podcast has been an experience for me. We started this as a kind of a, you said, Hey, I've got this idea and I'm like, I'm in. And then it, it, we're like, let's give it five or six episodes. And, and, and tonight we are recording number 29. So it's been an experience and it's been a pleasurable experience and I've had fun with it. So for my Christmas gift to you is thank you for the experience. Um, I hope that that allows us to do um, five or six more fun episodes with weird <laughs> stuff that um, the beer sauce shop folks can can hook us can hook you up with because they hooked me up with probably four beers that um, will be coming up on upcoming episodes. So oh, fantastic! There you go. Yeah, and uh, my wife and I have been to this um, establishment. We've um, had nothing but a good experience there. So thank you to everybody at that shop. Um, that, that's yeah. awesome. They're cool. Uh, they're well, right there on mid rivers and they're super helpful when you go in, they're like, they like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, let's go find right. stuff. And I'm like, I love that about people that like help you explore and go, I don't know yeah. no, enough about this. Go find me something. And they're like, I love this. I don't like that. Perfect. I love it. So yeah, they're good people there. I like them. Awesome. That is the, so there you go. Yeah. That is the reason for the season. Agree. Right? Um, enjoying company, enjoying uh, good people at good places. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've had the rogue Kringle Crusher. Nice. Monster trucks. We've given all kinds of information about Christmas. <laughs> 
and the holidays. Probably too much. I feel like you started this episode a deeper shade of green in the Grinch field. Maybe gotten a little bit lighter. Uh, Maybe. I mean, we. I softened we, it up at the end. That <laughs> helps. Yes. But, we talking about experiences. I got a gift, so thank you so much for that. Now, um, yeah, we'll have to work on uh, the supply chain for what I got you. <laughs> <laughs> all good this has been an experience yeah. so if people want to let us know how they feel about christmas if they're frustrated where? like i am you what know would they tell us where would they tell us they would tell us on any of our socials you can find us on um, instagram or facebook at can combo you can find us on twitter can underscore combo or you can email us at can combo at gmail.com um or you could review us on any of the podcast platforms that you subscribe to, um, or potentially find us on a uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> on a YouTube channel, um, we have a YouTube channel. Just search for King we're everywhere. We are you can't miss everywhere us. you want to be. iHeartRadio. Yes. You can find us. Doesn't matter. Find us anywhere. Awesome. All right. Well, I wish everyone out there a very merry Christmas. And a very happy new year. Uh, we will hopefully uh, probably see you once or twice more before then. But if we don't, uh, thank you all. Much appreciated. We love you. Thanks for Thanks listening. Thanks you. Thanks you. All right, Christmas is over. Get out.